from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. This is episode number 163, Delusional Thinking, How to Spot It, and Why You Need to Avoid It. A thank you I would like to send out to my supporters in Pakistan. Your support, you're listening, you're tuning in, and anything else is greatly appreciated. So again, to you in Pakistan, thank you. Something that is... um, very unspoken of has to do with uh, delusional thinking. And the thing is that that takes many forms. Now, as you should probably know, if you have a person who uh, fancies themselves as a historical, long-dead historical figure, then, well, I think, you know, they have some delusion going on. And, you know, it can be anything from mildly depressing to perhaps even a bit amusing to some. And, uh, you know, I've known a few of those in my life. And uh, some of them were... Harmless enough. But I'm talking about when it's much more acute and much more serious. Because there is perhaps the mistaken impression that, um, well, just because a person is delusional that they're perhaps walking around the streets by themselves and babbling uh, to no one. And actually, although that certainly exists, that's not exactly the type of delusional that I was talking of. What I'm referring to is actually those delusionals that are much, much uh, more potentially harmful to you in your life. I'm talking about none other than so-called normal people that, by the standard in which they currently exist, are considered to be normal, but are, well, delusional. If I may just diverge just a little bit, because what I want to do in this is to give a different angle, different perspective. Hopefully that way we will more clearly be on the same page. If you were living in, say, late 1930s uh, Germany, and you were not um, proudly German, 
and anti-Semitic, and you believed in, well, everything that the Nazis basically didn't, you believed in the exact opposite. You were what some might uh, label as a liberal or, you know, a social egalitarian. Uh, you had no um, particular dislike or hatred towards the Jews at that time. It's very possible, certainly by late 1930s, you would have been considered a social pariah amongst your fellow Germans. So, what I'm trying to say here is that ideas of what is considered normal are relative to within the certain, you know, the certain social circumstances of the time and the group that we find ourselves involved in. It's a matter of, uh, to get to the truth, it's really is a matter of having a more objective perspective, let's say. Now, <clears throat> um, having beliefs, for instance, again, at that time, in your superiority, in Aryan superiority, and the race superiority thing, that they're genetically superior and also superior physically and mentally and all this. Well, if you find out uh, contradictory information to this, that, you know, pretty conclusively, irref irrefutably points to an entirely different conclusion, but you choose not to acknowledge that, then you're being delusional. But this is not the late 1930s. This is the year 2023. Yet, delusionalness, at least that's my word, <laughs> um, certainly still exists. It's just changed forms. And no doubt there's plenty of other people, at least you know globally, that um, are still adhering to racial superiority, let's say. And so that's, that's certainly there. But what I'm talking about are just a society as a whole that we have kind of... Um, well, for lack of a better word, we have enabled crazy. Because if your people are telling you things and they're patently false, they're obviously delusional, but you just kind of smile and you say, oh, okay. Like you would, a, you know, a child, which is what many in society have actually become, or children adult children, or the way you might say, for instance, placate a, uh, you know, a uh, <clears throat> mentally uh, challenged adult or what have you. Okay, Johnny, well, you need to please put the gun away and, you know, put it back in the gun rack and that kind of thing. <laughs> 
And I'm not making, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not by any means making light of this. But I'm just saying that the truth of the matter is, is that we have so many different tiers of society and the way that we are generally supposed to think about certain things and not others has already been predetermined by what is socially acceptable and what is not. And for instance, if you went out and took a poll of asking how many people uh, currently just, you know, your average Joe Schmo out there and said, well, are you a religious person? And they might say, yes. Okay, so which God do you pray to? Do you, do you pray to uh, Thor? Do you pray to Zeus? <clears throat> if you purposely gave them those choices of various gods, let's say, of the, of the past, I don't know, 2,000 years, <laughs> they would turn, like, look at you pretty strangely, thinking, oh, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's only crazy because of the context in which it's laid out, because the thing is, in their time, um, if everything was reversed, when, for instance, at a certain time in Rome's development, I'm talking about long before Rome became Christianized, uh, and certainly the same could be said about the, you know, the Greek city-states, that um, this brand new, very, very brand new thing of Christianity that came around and still praying to the various gods was, you know, the standard. So, I'm saying, and up, up until a certain point, it's reversed that you would have been the person seen as, well, crazy for wanting to pray to this other god called, you know, the Lord and the concept of God and the Trinity and then this whole person, the Savior and Jesus Christ and all that, they would have thought you were nuts. Yet we flipped this around 2,000, 2,500 years later, and now it's exactly the reverse. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see too many people walking around or TV shows or anyone complaining that we're being disrespectful or not paying enough homage to Zeus. I'm not seeing that. So if you if you if you have let, let again, let me know because I'm not seeing it. <clears throat> and my point here is that it's all within what we may consider to be delusional falls within the context of our current society and its um, morals and values and it's so there is a, a hugely relativistic um, you know uh, nature to it but all of it is not relative because there are aspects of these various delusions that tend to have very real-world consequences. And that is when the problem starts in our individual lives and um, the lives at, well, society. Because 
<clears throat> problem is, uh, if you've got one delusional and one crazy you know person and they're going around and I don't know, they're, uh, they're fairly functional in society, they can perform a task, they could do a job, but every so often they have to, I don't know, sit in a particular direction and say, I don't know, start chanting or praying to rocks or whatever the ritual is. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's just say religion, for instance, is tolerated as long as it doesn't interfere with profits. So, for instance, it's, it's kind of like in America... <laughs> the fact that, for instance, we uh, we claim you know there's so much religious freedom here, and it, in a sense, though it's it's really a misnomer. Um, it's a mislabeling because the reality is, and this is like any religion. And I, when I say religion, I'm saying this in the broadest possible terms. That maybe I can touch on in a bit, but for instance, woke, for all intents and purposes, woke is a religion. Now, it certainly doesn't have the history or the tenets, let's say, of uh, Catholicism or Buddhism or Islam, you know, Christianity, none of that. It has its, but it is a religion. And like I said, I can maybe touch on that a bit more later. But yeah, if you are going around and you have this set of rules, and this set of rules is clearly different and separate <clears throat> than everything else going around you at that time, and then certain exceptions are made for this belief system, well... That is not only a belief system in and of itself, but then there is the delusion at the root cause. And the point is, as far as I'm concerned, is you have to be able to identify it. And in order to do that, you have to at least have the understanding that it is not without uh, potential fault or criticism. Because if you don't have that, and you can't even begin to criticize something, then nothing's going to, you won't see any fault, and it's not delusional, because you, you as the individual, even though um, Everyone else in you know the group or the society could look at something and say, scratch their head and say, yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. Even though that may be the case, that still does not necessarily affect the individual. And just as a side note, that that is not um, I don't mean that to state that if we should just go with the societal consensus, because for a whole number of reasons, <clears throat> that can be a very uh, a very bad two-edged sword because oftentimes it is the either positive or negative reinforcement of a societal view, which 
feeds in on itself in this perpetuating growing loop, whereas something gets its, uh, you know, tacit support from the society. But that does not mean objectively that it's correct. Again, to go back with how your average German who had been thoroughly brainwashed by the late 1930s um yeah loved Adolf and he was could do no wrong and he's the leader and you know he loves us all cares about us all and uh, whatever he says is gold and I'm not even going to question it I'm just going with him and yeah and then there you have it that's when that's when reason and objectivity is thrown out the window and that's what you don't want but as far as, for instance, identifying any delusional is concerned, well, if, for instance, if you believe as a person, and this could be a coworker, and you know, you know what I'm, you know, I want you to think about this and have the courage to be honest. This is, this is what this is about. Just taking the time, stepping back and saying, well, I don't know, maybe it's you. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it doesn't matter, you know, co-worker, friend, family. But let's just say if it's co-worker and as far as the work, as far as your job, you get along great. And they do their job well. But, you know, they they have some very odd strange beliefs well you know it's kind of like uh, what most people might say might believe it's kind of a live and let live thing hey you you go ahead you're free you do your thing you know i don't want to interfere i don't tell you i don't want to tell you what god to believe in or whatever just you know do your thing just don't try to drag me into your thing but Go ahead and do your thing. But we collectively, we don't live in a vacuum. Here And here is the inherent problem. This is how I would argue about, you know, the old adage, you know, do your own thing kind of thing as far as any religion or belief system. Um, other than, let's say, for instance, Buddhism and Many people mistakenly believe, for instance, Buddhism um, to be um, a religion when it is clearly not. Buddhism actually is a uh, philosophy, and it is a it is a state of a being you might say, that is to be able to clearly identify the current of whatever is taking place unbiasedly. At least I do know that is supposed to be one of the many tenets of Buddhism. I am not a Buddhist, but I know that much about it. But, um, yeah, if you have people floating around and for instance i'm just using this i'm not i'm not picking on 
or attacking any particular religion um, in general. <clears throat> I don't believe it's any secret. I, I believe that virtually any religion is complete nonsense and a waste of time. And so, fine, if you want to, it doesn't matter, pick your idol, you know, get a box and get a head of lettuce and start fucking, I don't know, praying to a head of lettuce or anoint it with oil or whatever rituals, you know, whatever shit we were doing, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years ago. If you want to carry on that baggage, that's your deal. But when you have people doing this, and then you want to put them in charge of very important societal decisions and various positions of power in society. I don't know everything from the local political level, then going up into Congress, congressmen and senators and all the way up, or hell, for that matter, you know, so-called owners or presidents of of corporations. Um, this is a bad idea. This is where the rubber is not meeting the road. It's slipped off, and it's in a in a gully somewhere. There are certain people, um who have made it, certain people, their families, their organizations have made their position very clear. And they can do that because their corporations, I'm talking about the owners of Walmart and that family, or the owner or owners of Chick-fil-A, for instance, um, who have a very conservative, pro-Christian stance. And so, um, conversely, you can't really have two things, as far as that is concerned, going on simultaneously. This is kind of, you. in other words, you can't be pro-life and pro-choice at the same time. That's stupid. That would not, of course, make any sense. Well, it's no different with them. So, um, yeah, this is why there is such polarization. But you can't imagine that we live in a vacuum and that you have these um, people who are represented by corporations or their corporate entities um, that are having delusional thoughts. Because their policies of the company are based on that. And so, this is why you've heard repeatedly over many years, Walmart, and particularly Chick-fil-A. Um, I know in the case of Chick-fil-A, <clears throat> that they have, uh, let's say, not exactly a positive relationship with the, um, the, the gay or the... L B G T R C W, whatever damn acronym that goes off and on forever and ever, but you get my point. They don't, they're not exactly buddy buddy. And they never will be. 
they're not going to, it's not going to be a kumbaya moment between them because uh, the owner, at least of Chick-fil-A, um, is a Christian, full of Christian morals and values. And I would like to change that designation amongst, I'm saying, any and all of the religious amongst us. Now, I don't want to be thought of, even for a moment, that just because I'm saying this, then suddenly, oh, well, you're, you're a damn lefty, you're a progressive, uh, you're with the whole, you know, uh, LBG gender, whatever, this, that, and the other, LBQRHW. I, I'm old. I can't keep up with all this gender-appropriate pronouns bullshit, crazy, crazy. Okay, I just, whatever. <laughs> you know, just whatever. But, but no. Um because there's also i have certainly my issues with uh this school as well it hugely falling under the umbrella let's see of the whole woke thing so yeah definitely a whole lot of delusional there my overarching point that i'm trying to make is it doesn't matter where it's coming from where it's rooted again on the so-called i'm speaking in very broad terms here whether that be the so-called left or the so-called right, it still falls under the bigger umbrella, which includes woke, that whole thing, under delusion. Because if you break it all down, it's delusional. And if you have, I don't care who you are, the left, the right, but if you harbor delusional thinking, um, no good comes from it. There is not, at least that I cannot find or think of, there's no, <clears throat> and at least I would say definitely nothing long-term positive for society. And that is, ironically, what they all share in common Believers, non-believers, all of them grouped together. Um, it is. It represents the same problem, and that is anyone who is being delusional. And this is the reason why <clears throat> you want to avoid anyone who is delusional. You know, I've had uh, neighbors in the past. I have one now, for instance, and, you know, for the most part, he's a normal guy with his normal wife, and it's no no fuss, no drama, no, no pain in the ass, no crazy crazy. That part is good. Yet, you know, in the few times, you know, that I've talked to him, it's very obvious that he's crazy. And he's offered me on several occasions to join, to go and to their church. <laughs> and I, you know, politely decline and I get the hint, nudge, nudge. And I said, no, I'm, I'm a very happily atheistic. Thank you. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's never too late. There's always a chance for God's forgiveness. 
I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, cause I've had enough experience in my life. I see where that, I see where that road ends with people and you end up with, um, if, if they are really, if they are really devout to their delusion, in this case, religion, um, generally speaking, um, I'm not talking about corporate criminals who are even pretending to be Christians. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, um, but the other, that fucking crook, the guy who sells pillows or something, and he, and he never misses an opportunity to shove the cross in your face because he has it on his, he actually puts it on his uh, packaging for his pillows. I think it's called like my pillow the guy with that and he was already i don't know he tried to affiliate himself or something with bush i mean not bush but with trump and the the guy is just the guy just reeks of just delusion and criminality and just again this is another one of you know trump's buddies <laughs> but i mean it's again it's par for the course it's it's not just a trump thing it's not just that this is bigger you know there's Plenty of lefties that have formed allegiances with crazy, crazy under the auspices of, hey, uh, how would the dude say it? Hey, man, you know, it's like, uh, you know, everything is cool. And, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, just believe what we want to believe, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And that, that's another form of delusion. So this is why you want to avoid that kind of thinking, uh, avoid delusional thinking in all forms. Uh, people that, you know, they believe there's an invisible man in the sky that takes a particular interest in their lives and they and actually is paying attention to them on an individual level. You know, when they get sit in a pew and they pray, or other people that have to face a certain direction on the earth and prostrate themselves, and it, just any form of this, it, you know, not again, I'm not picking on anything in particular. I'm, I'm, you know, rationally and then objectively pointing out that this shit is batshit crazy. There's nothing wrong. You don't need a book. To be good and moral. You don't need it. To have a good moral compass, you just need a brain. You don't need to turn off your brain, which is what religion does. You don't need that. You need to not be delusional. And you need to understand that, you know, we are all, for better or for worse, in this thing together. When I say all, I'm meaning rational people, not delusionals. They're somewhere else. Just like their cousins, the tinfoil hatters, they're in a different place, at least for the time being. <laughs> you know, get some therapy, get some meds, whatever the fuck you have to do to come back to us. But uh, yeah, until that time, you are somewhere else. If that's the case, you're in a different place. And when you come around, just like that's and that's the way it happens. I've talked to so many people like that and they were temporarily crazy. <laughs> and then you talk to them like a few years later and, you know, and they've, they've, their life is good and 
they've really turned their life around. And, and you say to them, yeah, and what was that, that strange for a while there, Bob? You were avoiding that, uh, what was that, a lettuce cult or something? Where you prayed to a head of lettuce like three days or three times a, a day, and you had to face a certain direction, and you had to prostrate your... And it'll come back, you know, when they're free, when they've gained... When their brain has been reactivated, and they come out, oh, yeah, 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 I was, oh, wow, man, I, yeah, that was a really fucked up point in my life, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know where I was, I don't know where my mind was, I had just gotten divorced, and I don't know, I, I don't, and that's just, it's like they were in, when they talk about, you know, when you talk about ex-delusionals, and it is possible, it is possible to bring them back into the light. <laughs> I'm not making light, folks, but it is. It feels that good when they, the few that I met, it's like, I know, just shake their heads as an embarrassment to you. And they'll say, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was really fucked up. I don't know. Oh, God, and then kind of joke about it and just skim over it and then never mention it again and ain't going back there. Yeah, those 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 are the ones, the people that I described, those that they they were previously, you know, smart and intelligent and then some really bad shit, some really bad trauma or a whole combination thereof or something like that occurred. And they were on the edge, and uh, they were lucky enough that they, you know, they uh, they were able to avoid the abyss. But they were, you know, they got really close. They got really close, and they looked down. And it's like, holy shit, what am I doing? Oh, you know, that person who's like dangling off of the cliff, and they're looking down, and oh. Oh, man, oh, whoa. Or maybe, fortunately, again, a good friend, family, someone, doesn't matter, someone who loves them, who they themselves are not crazy, and can grab them by the collar or the arm or whatnot and pull them back in and help them from the cliff of the abyss. The, the abyss. <laughs> Because it's really difficult, it can be really difficult once you step over the abyss and fall into the land of crazy, crazy. Um, it's it's really hard to it's hard to get back. Um, it's hard to get back, and uh, so you 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 don't want to go there. And that's another reason, uh, besides identifying such people, is you want to avoid it as much as possible. So. You don't want to feed or be part of their delusion at all. Not at all. Because the last thing that these people need is enabling. And you don't want that. And if you become straightened up in your life, and just you could just shrug it off and say, "Oh God, where what was I? Where man? What a what a horrible fucking I, 
dreamt that I was starting to go to church and actually believe that some outside entity had a personal instrument in my life and I wasn't in control of my destiny and and that there was I was going to oh <laughs> all the confusion and yeah don't want that so in, in that state you want to try to help as much as you can but just like the analogy you know I use this of um, with quicksand you don't help a struggling person be, by becoming emotionally, um, uh, you know, detached. I mean, I mean, I mean, emotionally. I'm sorry, not detached, but I mean, engaged, like overwhelmed, like tears, emotionalism, and then just being overwhelmed and running and jumping in the quicksand with them. That just gets you both killed. You, that's stupid. You have to look at this situation and say okay they're drowning they're they're sinking and you get a sturdy rope and you attach it to a tree or whatever you can or if you don't maybe that's just yourself if you have a huge rock or any object that is just very solid or sometimes um that solid may just be you that represents metaphorically of course if you have other support systems or people maybe that are better equipped or stronger than you but sometimes there's just you all there is is you and that's all they have so but anyway you wrap that around your waist or get it as solid as, as you can and you throw them the rope you throw them the rope you do the best you can. If you if you miss their arms and quickly you reel it in, you throw it again. But there comes a time where they have to be able to reach and grab hold of the rope. And you would be surprised at how many times they don't do that. <laughs> Some people will actually just watch it and maybe they'll nod their head to you in some sort of bizarre recognition. But they might look at you for the last time. You've clearly, there's the rope around their dang, you know, you've thrown it to them. And they just look. As they're sinking down, they're looking at you. And maybe they, they nod their head. That means in recognition, or maybe they'll call out their last words, call out, say, thank, thanks, but no thanks because they want to accept what they perceived in their deluded state, what they perceive as just their fate. And there are people like that. And that's what I mean. It's recognizing when you're dealing with that and you have to cut it loose and you have to cut your losses. But at no time, you don't jump in with them. And hopefully you throw that out there and you can bring them out of a delusional state and that's the only way you're going to improve anything, not just in their life, but in your life. And this is the reason why, at all cost, you want to avoid delusionals. Because the only thing that comes eventually as a consequence of this is not only their own ruin, but yours. Because this is the nature 
of being delusional. And again, we could be talking about anyone right now they could have, they could be very stable, they could have, it has been shown time and time again that they can appear to have the most stable life and family. You know, it can be the whole, you know, fairly modest or even more than modest home in the burbs and the happy wife and the happy kids and the happy life and the golden retriever and all that shit. And then one incident happens and boom, because everything was so tenuous. <clears throat> everything was so tenuous on holding this per perfect delusion together that it, it it's quickly spirals out. Because when you're God, when you find, for instance, and I'm going to conclude that with this thought, if I may, but if you feel as though that you've done everything that you possibly could to get along, to improve your life, and you're going through, say, you know, the trials and tribulations of, of Job, and I mean to the point where you simply can't you simply cannot endure. You cannot, you or your family, you simply cannot endure. And then some people ask themselves the anger and in what I would say righteous anger. There's that that last, last flicker of reason that the winds of religion and dogma and belief have tried their very best to extinguish. But there's that very teeny tiny flame flicker still remaining that asks the question, that dares to ask the question, I've done everything you wanted, God. Why have you why are you doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? And those are the people when they snap, when when that answer becomes untenual and unanswered. Well, that's when all hell breaks loose, and it often does. So, yep, not only do you want, therefore, to avoid delusional thinking at all cost, and that's how you spot it, and that's how you avoid it. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here <laughs>